Our reading is Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 to 21. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things, and if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, and just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For, as I have often told you before, and now tell you again even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies, so that they will be like his glorious body. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Right. So we're going to look at Philippians. Father, open our eyes and our hearts and our minds to this passage, we pray, uh, that you might touch each one of us with your spirit this morning. In your name. Amen. So if you remember from last week, I think you were looking at the, I wasn't here, but uh, we were looking at the first section of uh, Philippians 3, and Guy was uh, speaking uh, rather brilliantly, I understand, so, you know, no pressure. Um, and he looked at Paul's background, the fact that uh, Paul had many things to boast in, but he only wanted to boast in the person of Jesus Christ. Uh, And Paul wanted to know uh, that he might serve Christ and attain his place uh, in heaven. Not that he was there yet, but as we often say, he's on a journey. But he knew where he wanted to go. That's verse 12. And his abiding message, then in verse 13, is that he'll forget what's behind and press on to take hold of what lies before him. And what he's interested in, therefore, is his destiny and ours as well. Verse 19, uh, that comes out. Their destiny was destruction because they were aiming for things which were temporal and short-lived. Gratification, possibly, rather than of eternal significance. He goes so far, as we've already said, to say that some were living as enemies of the cross of Christ. Now that's really strong language. What does he really mean by that? What does that mean uh, for us? I think basically it means that Jesus Christ has made me his own. And I'm glad Tom 
picked up on that. Because Paul is speaking to the whole community, and he does so in a way that he very often does, which is to talk about himself and how he sees Christ and then applies it to the rest of uh, that community. Because he's pressing on to take the prize which is before him. Because he knows what the prize is. And he asks them to have that same uh, thought process, the same goal. He applauds them, implores them to live up to what they already know, what they've already attained. And then he finishes by challenging them uh, as to their own goal. Because he looks around and he finds that some of them are focused on their own well-being, their own status, their own wealth. And all of this, therefore, is saying something really fundamentally important uh, to us. Where and how do we make our life choices? And then as we passage, as we voyage through life, how do we reflect the glory of God that is within us? Do we resonate Do we resonate the goal that we understand, the hope that lies before us? That's why we had that uh, last song, Knowing You, Jesus. We, um, some time ago, actually, not long after we'd been at uh, Wanish, we were having an evening service and we were looking at adverts. uh, And one of them, which I will never forget, said, You are what you drink. Now, the person concerned couldn't quite understand that because they said, well, that's nonsense because I don't drink champagne. But they had this advert about champagne, you are what you drink. And what it was trying to say, obviously, was you drink champagne, boy, you are the tops. You are elite. You are what you drink. I wonder if we ought to add to that, we are what we wear. We are what phone we're holding. We are what car we drive. We are what our Facebook profile looks like. Because that's what the world sees. They don't see inside. They see the outside. Our niece is a lovely 15-year-old girl who is forever posting on Instagram. They are only ever, I I follow her, I don't know why, (laughs) but I do follow her. And she is adorable, but every single thing she posts is a picture of herself. And then you will get 50, 60, 70 comments underneath. Gorge, beaute, lush, luscious, gorgeous, beautiful, and variations on exactly that. 60 or 70 times all of her friends saying, You look amazing. Really? Do they know her? I know her. Do they really know her? What is their worldview? What's her worldview? What sort of judgment will the world make on her? I mean, if I post something, I can tell you now, the first comment is not going to be lush. But what kind of judgment will the world make because of the post 
that I make. I think there's a real challenge for us here. There is a real challenge. How do we fill our minds, our eyes, our hearts day to day? And can I afford a small challenge to you here? Can I challenge you? Why do you watch Love Island? I mean that seriously. Why do you watch Love Island? Why do, why is my favourite film, and Marion has challenged me on this, is Where Eagles Dare. She said it's gratuitous killing. And I try and say, yeah, but it's escapism. And she would say to me, as she did yesterday, because I rehearsed this with her, (laughs) yes, but it's a pretend of reality. It's a reenactment from the victor's point of view of something which might or might not have happened. It didn't, but you know what I mean. What am I filling my mind with? Uh, Interestingly, I was jotting down a few notes to this during the interview day uh, as I sat uh, in the vicarage. And uh, I can't remember who it was, but someone, I think it might have been Guy, said, so have you finished your sermon? I said, yes, finished the sermon. We're going to talk about Facebook. We're going to talk about Love Island. uh, And we're going to look about, uh, we're going to look at our appearance uh, and Guy then followed up by saying, oh, are you going to dress up for the occasion? To which my response was, no, for Love Island, you have to take everything off. It's not a... <laughs> to which Bishop Joe then turned around and said, good answer, that put us finished to that conversation, <laughs> you know, which it did. But is that really what we want to fill our minds with, Love Island? It's trying to portray a reality, but is that the reality of our Bible, of our God? Is that what we want our world to see in us? Because what God, what Paul is saying here is that Jesus Christ made me his own. He has made me because he wants me. He knows the goal of my travelling. He knows where I want to go. And Paul knew that where he was going was eternal life in heaven with his Saviour, his Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father and Holy Spirit. That was his goal. And this is therefore a really big question for us. What is our goal today? What is our goal? Where do we want to go? How do we want to get there? Because this is a question of our eternal future. And sometimes we may worry about the car we're going to drive and Uh, And actually, the car we're going to drive to our eternal future will all look different. It may not be the fastest. It may not be the sleekest. It may not be banana yellow. Or black. Or white. Or any other colour. It could be any of those things. Does it really matter? It's probably going to break down once or twice on the way. We're probably going to take a wrong route once or twice along the way. But if we're in God's car, it's not going to stop. It will get to the goal. However badly we've driven it, God will win through if we set our minds on the goal which is ahead, forgetting what is behind and striving for our future. And it occurs to me again that we might be uh, we might be very disappointed. It's no less disappointed than I am that we haven't got a new incumbent, believe you me. But the first candidate came in and we thought, yeah, 
he could be good. The second candidate came in and we thought, oh, she's better than the first one. So we have to put aside number one and we'll go with number two. Then the third candidate came in and we thought, oh, actually they're better than number two. So we'll put aside number two and we'll go with number three. And then when you talk to number three, you think, is this what God wants? Is this his goal, his purpose, his direction, his future, and therefore our goal, our direction, our future? And the answer to that was no. So, just like the jammy dodgers and the chocolate biscuits, we have to put them aside. Because more important than one, two, or three was the goal that is set before us. And the goal that is set before us as a church. We need to follow the eternal destiny of God. Because his destiny is our destiny. And if that's what he wants, that's what we should want also. So, just as Paul makes the point throughout this passage, we're involved in all of this. We need to press on for the goal that is ahead. We need to know Jesus Christ We need to boast in Jesus Christ. And then, with our worldview, with our understanding, with the choices that we make, with the direction that we're travelling, we put all of that in the perspective of, is this our destiny in Jesus Christ? So whoever is at the back, Brian, you may want to corral the kids and Tom, because he's playing the bass, just as the rest of us bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we simply want to place ourselves in your hands. You are our destiny, our hope, our goal and our future. And so as we do that, we give ourselves to you. And we give our lives to you. Lead us in this week ahead. And in the months and years ahead to follow your path. Whatever car we're driving, help us to steer it to your goal in your name. Amen.